Galatians chapter 5 in your Bibles today, please. Galatians chapter 5. Kind of a privilege to be here, and I never want to take preaching lightly. Sometimes I do, I don't mean to, and, but I am going to talk to you about a very important subject today. And I'm not going to preach on salvation, but I always mention it in my message that I'm glad I'm saved. I trusted Christ. And uh, Mary didn't die for me, Christ died for me. And a lot of Catholics, they want to try, they get uh, religious people get mean when you, when you don't agree with them. And uh, you can talk about a Christian all day long, they just look at you like you're stupid. And, uh, but you talk to uh, people who, uh, who are trying to earn their salvation. They don't like you prying on their business. And, uh, but Mary didn't die for you. Christ died for you. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm glad I heard the message of Christ. I grew up a bus kid under Dr. Beach and Vic in Detroit. And he was a protege of Dr. J. Frank Norris uh, from Texas. They used to call him the Texas Tornado. And, uh, but I, I remember the first time Lester Roloff wanted to hear J. Frank Norris preach. And he was a little kid. And he heard Dr. Norris on the radio, and uh, first, and so he got to church, and uh, he uh, ran down, didn't have no shoes on, he was about 11 years old, and he ran down to the front, there was an empty chair, it was an usher's chair, and Lester Roloff sat there, and Dr. Norris was fixing to preach, and back in the First Baptist Church of uh, Fort Worth, around about 7,000, and uh, he, uh, usher went to get a seat. And uh, he said, uh, he said, I'm not leaving. I'm going to hear Brother Dr. Norris preach. I heard him on the radio. I've never seen him before. So when the choir came out singing, and Dr. Norris, J. Frank Norris walked out. Uh, the usher was trying to pull Lester Roloff. And he was a wiry, scrapper little guy, about five foot eight, wore a size 10 shoe, big old hands on him. And uh, the usher couldn't get him off his seat. And so the doc, Dr. Norris said, hey, what's going on down there? And he, he, I said, sure, this little kid won't leave that pill. He said, he said, why don't you go sit back with your parents? He said, I want to hear you preach. He said, any little boy wants to hear me preach that bad, bring him up here and sit in my chair. And he brought little J. Frank, little Lester Roloff to sit in J. Frank Norris's seat. Brother Roloff was about 11 years old. And he said, I didn't have no shoes on. They just had all my little pants. Looked like Dennis the Menace, you know, missing that slingshot in his back pocket. And uh, he got up there, and he said, J. Frank Norris became his heroes. There's two preachers that uh, Brother Roloff, uh, uh, people try to call him Dr. Roloff. He said, I'm a doctor like you put whipped cream on an onion. And, uh, and, uh, and so he said, the doctor's degree is like a pigtail. It don't do much, but it just looks pretty. And uh, but uh, Brother Olaf said, uh, my mentor was uh, Uncle Bud Robinson and, uh, and J. Frank Norris. J. Frank Norris gave me conviction, and Uncle Bud Robinson gave me compassion. Not a, lot of, a good combination in the preacher's life. And so I worked for Brother Olaf uh, for three years, and uh, back in my, finished my Texas days down in Corpus. I'd be going back out there. I'm trying to get a friend down there to take that work over, and Lord, I hope I can get him in down there. But the name of the game is staying the same, and uh, the people people hate change. People love to change, and this Bible this Bible don't change. Now you get changed when you get saved and get born again, and you change in Christ, and uh, so forth. But you're going to be the you're going to be the person you are in the next 25 years, except for the people you meet, the people you meet, and the, and the Bible you learn. You're going to be the same person. And uh, good to see Brother Jason over there. I'm going to be taking him back with me today. I need a bodyguard with me on the streets up in Detroit, amen. And he looked like an undercover agent over there. I got him on radar, and he's all right when he's sleeping. And, uh, but I, I always like to say hello to my friends and so forth and from the men in the work. Over here in Galatians chapter 5, now you know some things are changing and going on in the world, not in the world out here. Uh, things are not the same as they were five years ago. 
and something's changing in this country, something's changing in this world, and uh, with Russia taking over some stuff, I won't go into politics today, but you know what politics means? Mean, poly means many, and ticks means bloodsuckers. Amen. And if you can't figure it out, there's a buck in it. Somebody's making the money off something. I wouldn't trust Putin far as I could throw him. And uh, when, you're a communist, when you're a communist and an atheist at the same time, you have no morality about your life. You have no respect for life. And he's broken every rule of engagement and war and uh, so forth. So that's it's upon us. It's going to affect us some way, somehow. And somebody said, are you for Biden? I said, no, I'm for the office of the presidency of the United States. But I got to pray for the people. I'm going to pray for them. I may not agree with them, but I'm going to pray for them and uh, so forth. And, uh, you know, the, who, who are you for? I'm, I'm for the guy who loves American people and that will stand a thousand percent behind the U.S. Constitution. That's what I am. I'm a, I'm a constitutional guy. I read it and so forth. I thank God, God for those. Uh, often I know the history of America. I study. I never finished the ninth grade, but I read. I've got three earned degrees. And, uh, and I, but I teach my young people. I put them in Bible class and so forth. And uh, I, I, I do a lot of teaching on Fort McHenry. That when that uh, when that uh, Francis Scott Key was out there going back up the, on the ship, he was out there with a, with a blind lawyer, and, and that blind lawyer kept asking him, "Is the flag still there? Is the flag still there?" And Francis Scott Key, that's when he wrote the song, Oh, Say Can You See by Dawn's Early Light. It was about 6 o'clock in the morning, and that British ship started firing on Fort McHenry. You don't get to hear that much in public school nowadays. you got to teach them that stuff. And so they, and I researched this thing on and on and on, and uh, over, over 250 bodies were around that flagpole, and that flag never touched the ground. But that same flag, Pastor, is in uh, Smithsonian Institute in, in uh, Washington, D.C. It's full of holes and blood still on that flag. Every time I, want to, I, I catch a sucker want to wash their car with an American flag, I want to jap slap him. In Jesus' name, of course. You know, he fall down. Joshua, Judges, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. We'll give him the five hand fellowship, amen, and so forth. Uh, and then we'll give him some Paul line. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but I, I love that flag, but I also, I love this one better. See, this one right here gave birth to this one. A lot of people are fighting for this one, but not fighting for this one. You better keep this one because if, if you lose this one, you're going to lose this one. And what's happened is this one's over here getting quiet. She's getting quiet. Am I doing all right this morning? She's getting quiet. She's, uh, she's losing her money. She's losing her faith. Because why? Uh, it's getting ready to get out of here. But that don't mean I have to stop. I want to I shout it out from the rooftop and so forth. I, uh, I, got a, uh, I, got a, I, got, <laughs> I just lost a guy through fentanyl, one of the sharpest. I used to call him Pretty Boy. And uh, did you know James Rampley? Uh, he did, James uh, got out last a couple weeks ago. He quit doing dope. He did dope one more time, and he laced it with fentanyl. He never woke up. I went and buried him, me and a guy named Alan Ryman, one of the sharpest guys I had. But he gave up his life. He's gone now. Left a wife, just married a girl from Poland. I'm telling you, all of you going to tell people's business. Stay out of my preach. I'm telling you for a reason. You better wake up. You better wake up. Uh, What's done in this life will soon pass, but what's done for Christ will forever last. And I want to get young men uh, knowing something. uh, It's the same thing. I I got news for you. When you got saved, you'll never burn in hell. But you're going to a place called the judgment seat of Christ after the rapture. We're going home to get a report card, what we've done for Christ. 
Am I doing all right? And so you're going to get a report card. You're going to get the, now there's five crowns. There's one crown I don't want. I don't want the modest crown. You can have that one. Jason, you take that one for me, all right? And, uh, but I, uh, but, uh, but I'm, you may have to take it. But there's crowns up there for being faithful to Christ. A bishop's crown. He's going to get a crown and so forth. Thank God for your pastor. Look after him as he's getting older. Take care of him. Spoil him a little bit. Amen. Yeah, spoil him. I'm an evangelist. I'm his best friend, so spoil me too. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, but I, I see these older preachers now. They're walking slow, talking slow. Look after him. And don't take him for granted. Amen, Brother Jack. I may not have the leg, but bless God, I got eyes and ears and I got a voice. I'm a voice crying. I'm not worried about my face. I'm not worried about my name. I got a voice and I want that voice out for Christ. I got cops in Detroit. I'm out passing out. Hey, preacher, how you doing? I said, that's all right. You need a bodyguard? I said, no, I got the Holy Ghost. And they just look at you and keep going, you know, and uh, so forth. And uh, we're out there. I was out there the other night passing out cheeseburgers at 2 o'clock in the morning. I couldn't sleep, so I got in my car and I met up some other preachers. They were downtown passing out tracks in the morning. Here comes an old hooker. Hey, preacher Jack, how you doing? I said, how do I know you? And she said, you, you gave me some tracks about Jesus a couple months ago. I never forgot you. You were in a white car. I drank a cup of coffee from a little restaurant there in my car with the lights on. Hello. And I said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm six months uh, pregnant. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for money for crack. I said, I got a women's home to take you in a second. Let me help you tomorrow. I'll have somebody come pick you up. She started crying. Said, I'm on dope, preacher. I got to have my crack. I said, you're going to give up a baby. It's going to be on crack. Shame on you. I prayed with her. I gave her, I think I gave her five hours to go get a coffee and a donut inside. That's on, that's, on, that's on your streets. You know, another city around here as wicked as Detroit, Dayton, Ohio. Another city is brother uh, is, is Cincinnati, Ohio. I go to Cincinnati, Ohio all the time. I'm out there. Uh, we see you all over the nation. Well, I'm an evangelist, a van. I drive a van, evangelist, amen, and uh, so forth. But I, but I see young people, and I, I see kids on the streets, and I stopped over to love that chicken from Popeye. I got to go to Popeye's once in a while. And uh, how many of you like Popeye's? Huh? Okay, good, good. I bless you. Amen. Some, some, wise, some wise people in this church. And uh, I love to go on out of that Popeye's chicken the other day, out there by the mission over there. Here come two people. Hey, hey, can you buy me some chicken? I said, if you sit here for 10 minutes, I'll buy you anything you want there. I preached to them for about 45 minutes. I took 10, turned it into 45. Preachers are good for that. And, uh, and they said, we never, th- we never knew we can be saved forever. That's in America. Somebody's dropped the ball somewhere. Joe, well, I mean, I'm going to get a message called what Joe don't know. Joe Osteen don't know who he is with his $2,000 haircut, with his car. And, and that, he's, he's not real. You know what's real? Right here, right here. You're real. And those young people had in uh, Sunday school hour, and those kids, and these kids singing, these lives changing up and so forth. That's why I told the kids this morning, you know what repentance is? Turn. And Proverbs says, I'd rather let God tell me, rip my face off of the book of Proverbs than go into prison the rest of my life. But turn you at my reproof. Dad, learn how to repent. Keep, a, keep short accounts with God. Wives, keep a tender heart towards God. Uh, husband, don't uh, treat your wife right that she get, be not bitter. And so those things in, in the Bible. And so I, my whole, when I got saved, Pastor, my whole, my, my brother got saved. He got saved through uh, Beach and Vicks Church. My whole entire family trusted Christ. But something took place here in the book of Galatians, and Paul had to come here and straighten things out. Now, Paul was a bounty hunter. That's what he was. Now, he was a little short guy, about four foot 11. That's what the word Saul, Paul means. It means little one. The word Saul means forceful one. 
that you got you got uh, Saul before he got uh, before he got saved, and then God changed his name to Paul. See, Paul, Saul meant I'm a taker, and I want this, and I want this, and then God saved him and changed his nature, and then He put Paul in there, a little one. He saw himself little before God, and that's why as Christians we're not takers; we're supposed to be givers, givers, givers. Don't ever change. Don't let this old world change you. Uh, this old world is going to, all this earth is is a rolling mud ball. It's going to burn one day and God's going to rule and reign here for a thousand years. That's why I'm not, I don't worry about a, a worth, a, a holocaust and you believe in alien. Hey, something's out there in outer space. That ain't my home. Earth is my home. You want to go on the spaceship? Have at it. I'm staying here, baby. I'm staying here watching John Wayne. Amen. That's in the Bible somewhere. And, uh, and so, but I know, but one day I know the rapture of the church is going on and I see heartache, but bless God, I see a lot of young folks. I would, uh, uh listen to Brother Treber the other day. We should go online, look up, uh, Golden State Baptist College and listen to those preachers online. I, I go by the park and put on my phone and I got a speaker and I'll, I'll put, I'll put preaching on in a park. I'll have some beans and, uh, now I mean, uh, I mean nice beans, but from a Greek, Greek uh, restaurant, change your life. I'll buy some ham sandwiches and I'll get 15, 20 people around there and I'm in the park we'll have a preaching service and I'll, I'll uh, off my phone and I'll what uh, we call it the internet bringing I'm piping in from California in Detroit with a bunch of winos and this guy preaching sometimes it's two in the morning sometimes it's uh, eight, eight o'clock in the afternoon I'm out there doing, trying to help them and then, and then, then they say, hey, man, can I hear some more of that? Well, I put one guy out there listening to Pete Ruckman he said, man, that German can talk fast man, he's a good artist find a way to reach people and uh, uh, so forth. But here's, here's Paul, and he's, and he's coming around, and some Christians had stopped along the journey. Let me ask you a question this morning. What would it make you to stop? What would it stop you? Sad to say, preacher, sometimes it's little things. Oh, it got quiet right there. You used to be fervent for Christ and pass out tracts, but you don't do it no more. Why not? The last time you told someone how to get born again. Get quiet in here. Sound like a, it's a Methodist church or Baptist church? Look, yeah, come on, Brother Jack. Keep, keep, keep preaching. Hey, I better hurry up. I'm getting hungry again. Every time I swallow, my stomach says, thank you. Amen. Go to, go to Galatians 5.1. Look, look at verse 1. Stand fast. That's a military phrase. Stand fast. Be alert. Be, a, be ready to go. Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty... With Christ. Now, that liberty, by the way, every drunk and every, uh, every, uh, every druggie knows that verse. Hey, man, with the Spirit of the Lord, is there liberty? No, that's liberty for you to free function without bondage. That's what he's talking about. Then gives you a license to sin. Okay? Stand fast, therefore, in the liberty wherewith Christ hath made us free. You be, and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. When I got saved, I got rid of the world. I got, when, I, when I got saved, I had an old, I, my dad knew Jimmy Hoffa. I met him about 10 times. Uh, uh, we, we did some things for favorites for him. Uh, I forgot what they were. And uh, about 15 years old for a buck like any other kid on the street. Uh, my dad and them would throw Molotov cocktails at other union halls and so forth. I was on some of those at 15 years old and so forth. But when I got saved, my, my, my older brother got saved, my whole entire family trusted Christ. My father got saved. He died singing when the roll is called up yonder, I'll be there. 
And uh, but my, my Aunt Dorothy was the hardest one to get saved. And, and uh, she got saved over in Pennsylvania with her, uh, her, her, uh, her brother uh, was a good friend with uh, Babyface Nelson and knew him back in the days. My dad's best friend was Babe Simon. He knew the Purple Gang in Detroit. That's some ruthless people. But when Christ came inside our home, it changed our whole home life around. And I was the last one to get in. I'm, I'm going to preach it. I get to hacking in a minute. Ha! Preach like a black man. Hey, ha, I can't do it. Mark McGee, he can do it real good. But man, I tell you what, when I trusted Christ at Brent Baptist Church, I knew for the first time in my life, I knew God, and I knew I've never doubted my salvation when I put my faith in Christ. I got born again, I got in. And I want in more. I want more. I want, tell me more of Jesus Christ, my Savior. Tell, I want more. I want to learn more. I want to make more. I want to give more. I want to help out anything I can to make this whole uh, Christian life easier for somebody. Count me in, brother. I want my light to burn. I don't want to burn. I want to shine. I want to, I want to find my, uh, my, 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 my depth and my knowledge. I want my light to go by. And, and what will keep a light from shining? It's dirt and oil on the lamp. We got to wash that off with the word of God every day. Sin. Pride, anger, jealousy. Hey, that'll put it on that glass and the light can't get out even though it's still burning. And people want to watch your Christian life, but it can't get out. You done got mad, got ticked off of somebody. Trying to impress somebody you don't like with money you don't have. Hello. Oh, you got what they got. Yeah, but you got something that others don't have. You don't, you got a, you got a, you got a, a book, a black book that told you about you'll never burn. You'll never burn. You, you, you're so saved. You couldn't go to hell if you tried to go. But God has saved you. What have you done for him since you've been saved? Why can't you pick up and stop those old bad habits? You don't think Brother Jack thinks about quitting? Sure, it's human nature. I miss, I miss sin. Sin tastes good. Don't act like a cow looking at a new gate. And Paul said, and such were some of you. And Paul never went back. But they cut his, Nero had his head cut off. But he wrote, he wrote 14 books of the Bible, if you include Hebrews, for the Christian life. Roloff said the Bible's like cotton. The more you pick it, the whiter it gets. I get these guys in Bible class, and we'll sit around at a park, or I bring them at the church out there, and I talk to them. And, and uh, he said, hey, man, what do we get for coming? I said, I'm going to give you a, uh, an insurance policy. He said, what's that mean? He said, I got, I, I got something, an insurance policy. You'll, you'll never go to hell. Hey, man, how you get that, man? You know, from the brothers. You know who listens to me the most? The blacks. White guys got attitude. Think They think you owe them something. But them homeboys come in. I got one guy. He was uh, sleeping in a dumpster. I pulled in the gas station. He was sleeping in the dumpster. I saw his head pop up. I said, my man, you're in hotel dumpster, huh? Hey, man, I had nowhere to sleep last night. Man, I'm hungry. Give me some food. I made time for him. I said, where you live at? Well, I live over here. Come on, hop in. I'm going to take you home. Hey, man, what do you want? I said, I'm going to just want to get you home. I'm in a gas station just getting gas. Long story short, he said, hey, man, he said, can you pick me up and bring you to church? I said, yeah, I'll pick you up Sunday. I picked him up, uh, picked him up at church every week for about three weeks. Three, turned into three months. I said, you know, if I, it'd be better if I get your car fixed. That way you can drive yourself. If we ain't got no insurance, oh, now you're going to hit me up for insurance. You got to watch these. Some of these guys are good con. They got the wink, you know. So I paid his insurance for three months. Hey, I'd rather him drive himself. 
His mother started coming. I told him, she's going to hit me up. And uh, no, then so I got, got to him back. She said, uh, she, I said, why are you coming to church? She said, I want to know why my boy is happy and why he's coming to church. I want to know what, what, what are you doing to him? I said, we're preaching Jesus to him. And he started growing and growing and growing. He got his kids back. He's got a job working at uh, Ford's right now for $42 an hour. That was eight years ago. He's only the PA man at our church. He looks like Lou Rawls. Oh, no, Nat King Cole. Unforgettable. That's what we are. I said, hey, Nat. Said, oh, Brother Jack, you tell him. He's doing great. He's doing great. I found him in a sleeping in a dumpster in a gas station. But you know what? You you remember those uh, uh, those uh, uh, well uh, those lepers that got over there. How many lepers came back? One. Only one came back. It's always the minority to get the job done. Everybody else gonna make excuses. And so I like this text right here. Look at verse seven. You did run well. You did run well. Who did hinder you? It's always a who that'll stop you, not a what. Somebody's offended you along the way. Am I doing all right, preacher? And what happened is somebody's offended you. Maybe a broken promise. That's why you got to keep your eyes off man. That's why when, when someone offends you, get it out of your heart quick. Forgive them. Amen. Amen. One guy says, what happens if I touch your wife? I said, you're going to hell or heaven. I'll kill you in Jesus' name. Amen. And if I can't get you, my buddy, he's, 30, he's 38 years old and his other buddy is 44. He's 45. Amen. And they're holy. They're holy. They're holy. And they said, Jack, you crazy. I said, amen. I uh, got me a Kentucky woman. She's a, she's a Kentucky girl, and she kisses good. That's all that matters to me. And, uh, and uh, amen. You shouldn't talk like that. I'm, hey, I'm 70 years old. I talk how I want to talk. Amen. I got 18 grandkids. They're not, none of them in public school. And I got three of them already surrendered to the mission field. We're putting, we putting truth on the inside. So everybody's worried about putting truth on the inside and look good. No, the David said my, on the inward parts. Put truth on the inward part. Get the light in there to clean that bitterness and that anger and wrath. You got things about you you don't even like about your own life. Right. Now, I don't like being six foot eight. I'd rather be six eight than four eight. But I had to thank God for that one. I was bitter about being too tall. I said, God, I'm sticking an android, a giant's nephew or something. But, the, I, but I finally realized me, this Lord, you made me to be six eight. Amen. And you don't like the way you look. You don't like what gender you are and so forth. What, what, yeah, no, look, don't go, don't, I don't ever want to be a girl. Don't, okay, I don't, I don't have that problem. I'm glad I'm a man. This is a man's world, James Bateman. And, uh, but I'm glad I'm a man. I'm glad I'm six. I'm glad I'm number nine of, of ten kids. My mother said I was the biggest burden she ever had, all 13 pounds of me. Amen. And she said, man, you a big boy. I said, I still am, mama. And, uh, but all, oh, let me tell you, when I graduated from Bible college, she was there to see me. She said, uh, I mean, she had water running down her face like the River Jordan. She was so glad to see her boy graduate from Bible school. Then I got ordained, and uh, she said, Jack, when you preach my funeral, I want you to preach heaven hot and heaven sure. I, pre- I preached all the funerals for my dad, my brothers, my sisters. I preached all of them. I go back to, I go to the courts all the time, and, and the judge saw me the other day. He said, Reverend, good to have you. I said, I said, Judge, I'm not a reverend. I don't wear silk underwear. I said, I'm a preacher. He said, I like you, Mr. Patterson. You, 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 uh, you're like a John the Baptist. I, said, well, I like to be called a George Patton. I like George Patton. And uh, I hope you realize it wasn't no car wreck that took him out. No, they took, they broke his brain stem from the back. In fact, they, they wanted him out of there. I, I, I said the other day, I said, Lord, I hope he's up in heaven. I said, man, we're going to take care of them Russians for you. He wanted to get them. But they have a sense of humor through life. But I'm talking to people here today. Your life's broken on the inside. You try to hide it. But God knows where it's at. 
But, you know, you used to do some things for God. Why don't you get back doing the things you used to do? Why don't you get back teaching Sunday school? Why don't you get back reading your Bible? Why don't you get back to tithing? Hey, uh, tithe, uh, the Jews gave 10% on the law. I'm on the grace. I ain't worried about giving. Oh, I'm going to give 11, 4%. And people analyze how much I got to give. Give, give. Give me a break. Amen, Brother Jack. Amen. I give, give. Every time I give, he just keeps bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back, bringing it back. Hey, you, know, you know why I got to stay right with God? I got to open that mailbox every day. That's how I live. I don't work. I do work, but I don't work for a paycheck. But I can hustle. I drove semi-truck. I sheetrocked houses. I build houses. Uh, I used to <laughs> steal them, but I build them now and uh, so forth. I mean, I was a scoundrel. I was a scoundrel. I wasn't a pervert. I was wicked as hell. But when I got right, I got right. I got right. Remember this. Repentance is this. Turn it this way. There should be a complete difference about your life since you've been saved. And if not, you need to go make an appointment with your pastor. I got addiction. You know what? And I, and I preach a lot of addiction programs. I, I go in there. You know, the first lecture I give, how to, get, how, how, how to quit from being, how, how, to, how to keep on being addicted. Hey, man, we, oh, what, what are you preaching that for? I said, you're supposed to be addicted to something. Paul said he was addicted to the gospel, mentioned one time in the King James Bible. So I, I tell them what the word addiction means. What you give time and attention to. That's what your addiction is. I want the souls of men. I want to be addicted to the souls of men. I want to be addicted to church. I want to be addicted to the Bible. I want to be addicted to helping missionaries. I want to be addicted to addiction to, have, to pray for Dan Bardwell's family. Uh, I, I want to be addicted for sinners. I want to help them out. I, that's my idea. I don't have approval addiction. I like me. I know who I am. I know where I'm going. Oh, I just don't like myself. Well, there's something wrong with your heart. You, you don't like you. You're telling God he made a mistake. God made you to be a woman. Whoa, that's what Adam said. That's the one said, well, how'd, the, how'd, Adam, how'd Adam call Eve? He said, when he saw Eve, he went, whoa, man. You'll catch that when you get home, all right? He's checking out that blue eyes and that blonde hair probably, amen, amen. And uh, uh, so forth. But here's a guy now, I hate to bring it, but here's a guy who want to be a boy. He can't, he can't beat the boys. He's got to go swim on the girls' team. Well, you're preaching politics. No, I'm preaching how to, to, to grow up, boy, you know, and be a man. But you got to swim with the little girls. The little girls got, got to race against that boy. And then you can't call him what he is. I said, let me have about five seconds on that microphone. They'll get, I'll put the cheese on the pizza. I won't get vulgar, but you, you'll understand it. You won't have to scratch your head. I wonder what he was talking about. Hey, boy, you're a man, man. Grow up, suck it up, and get out of here. You know, go home and live weights or something, okay? Go get the zits off your face. Go do something with your life. But this world is saying they're trying to turn you. Yes, sir. And Paul told them, look at verse 7. Ye did run well. I'm talking to some, probably some of the greatest Christians that, that you're, you're in my presence this morning. I want to encourage you, don't change. Some of you did run well, but you stopped along the way. Somebody has stopped. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? Right. Somebody stopped you somewhere. And what I'm trying to encourage you this morning to get back in the race. I'm going to encourage you this morning to get back in your Bible. I'm going to encourage you in the morning to give more and get, get back to help support missions. You never know where that check goes, 25, 50, 100 bucks a month where they, they get in the mail. And some of you kids are working, got money in the bank, you ain't doing nothing with it. Shame on you. Shame on you. Got them big old hard car payments. What'd you do for missions last month? What'd you do with it last month? Take it and yawn. Oh, I got my car, my car, my car. My, 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 my. Like, like a little kid. That's my toy. That's, you got your toys. 
I teach my guys to come in my home. We got money. I said, okay, guys, we got 15 missionaries. How, how much? I let them decide what to give them. I'm going to see if they're see if they're growing. See if they're growing. I don't let baby Christians do it. I teach my guys how to do that. I got a guy I'm fixing to hire right now. He's a he's a uh, uh, I guess he's uh, used to be he's a retired fireman. He told me the other day he said I got money. I don't need a salary, but I said no. I can't let you work for nothing because uh, you know, I want you to listen to me. I'll, I'll pay your phone bill, your rent, or something. And so I got a, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a place to put him and his wife. They're coming in from New York. And so I said his wife is like a Phoebe. You know, I said, can your wife cook? <laughs> I ask these kind of questions because my sister cannot cook. She's 82 years old. I've never eaten in her house. I mean, I got a credit card for such a time as it. We go to Cracker Barrel. Hey, I'll Cracker Barrel. I'll meet you at Cracker Barrel in Jesus' name. <laughs> it's in the Bible somewhere. Well, you're afraid about her offending them? I'd rather offend them than me get sick. Amen. Yeah, man. I mean, she burns water and uh, so forth, you know. And, and she, one day she went and said, we're going to have spaghetti. She, cooked, she had uh, uh, SpaghettiOs. <laughs> what, that looked like dead maggots moving together. And Brother Bunchy, she had, uh, she had, she had spaghetti with chopped up hot dog, and they were chicken hot dogs. It wasn't real hot dog. You've got to give me a good hot dog. And uh, beef, or they say it's beef, uh, uh, so forth. But I, I love my sister. I crack up. I ain't got but four left, but I love them. I call them all the time, check on them. Last time you called your loved ones, loved on them, instead of asking them for something. Mm, getting quiet again. Did Brother Munchie talk to you? No, I know people. Tell me to deal with the sinner coming down the hour. Okay, good. She stayed left. Here's the message. I ain't got the outline yet. But I think you know. I got a guy right here. He sent me a pen three, three, three weeks ago. That's a Mont Blanc. Who knows pens? You know, who knows what a Mont Blanc pen is? Is that a nice pen? That's about $300. Oh, give it to me. No, stupid. It's mine. <laughs> you ain't getting my pen. Forget about it. Well, he, he worked for uh, John Gotti. He was his bookkeeper. He knew I liked pens. He sent me a pen. He was John Gotti's bookkeeper. Yeah, he got saved back in the 70s. He supports 40 missionaries a month. He's a bookkeeper in downtown New York. He's 75 years old. He took me to a mob restaurant a few weeks ago. I was out there. I passed him through town. I mean, I ain't going to McDonald's. When he, I'd rather go to a mob restaurant. Forget about it. It's going to be good. You walk in, they speak broken English. Hey, Mr. Patterson, here's a seat over here. Hello, the bread shipped in from Italy. Yeah, we don't forget you. That's what, that's what they do. You know how to break up a, you know Italian wedding? <laughs> Cement's here, you know. <laughs> and so you'll catch that one later on. This guy, is a, this guy used to be John Gotti's bookkeeper, but he got led to Christ by a Baptist in New York and taught him Bible and dispensations and church history. He said, I must do something about the future. So he supports 40 missionaries. I can't even pronounce his name. Joe D. Amphitonio got about 25 letters in him, but I just call him Joe D. Hey, Joe D. He said, Brother Jack, one of these days I'm going to hit the gold market. And he said, you'll never have to travel again. I said, hurry up, bring that, keep investing quick. But he's a good man. You know what he did? He's running well. He's doing good for where he's at for what he has. Okay, so you're not a pastor. Okay, run well in the Sunday school class. Run well in the choir. Be in the choir. Give it the best. Amen, Brother Chuck. Run well. Who did hinder you? Who, who got you out of doing what you're supposed to be doing? Why'd you slow down? Why'd you quit going? Why'd you quit giving? Why'd you quit singing? Why'd you quit uh, passing out trial? Who did hinder you? That you should not obey the truth. I get boys, they think they're, boys, they think they're slick. You know, 15, 16, you got to take the mirrors out of the house. I don't even have the mirrors in the bathroom. I take them out. Sit there and look, look at themselves all day. 
and uh, I'll leave one in there and so forth. And uh, I got a bunch of, I got, uh, I got about 10 guys coming in, coming out of prison. I got, uh, I got some young men I just preached last week over in Sturgis, Michigan. I took all three of these guys off a crack row 20 years ago. You remember Tommy Corsi? Tommy Corsi was in there, down there, the little kid. He used to smoke crack with his mother. Tommy came to my program. He got saved, trusted Christ at 19. He's 51 now. He went through my program several times. They come back around. I brought him back to cook for me. And then one day he got back with his old Amish guys that come out of my program, kept them out of prison. And they say, Tommy, well, won't you come and do it at our, our men's home? We got a small men's home. And won't you come do what you did at Brother Jack's place? You, you cook for him and you taught Bible. He went to PBI, Pensacola Bible Institute, did dope with his mother, went down. He, he got right with God out of a brother, a church over in Eaton, Ohio, leads his mother to the Christ. Preached their funeral. 21 people got saved. Well, God ain't going to use that little dope head. Oh, really? Uh, he's over about 15 men now in an Amish uh, home called Psalm 51 Ranch. He teaches Bible every, every day in Bible studies. He's doing something. He's doing something with his life. Wheels are down. I'm circling the field. I'm fixing the land. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? A lot of, a lot of people in the Bible quit for some of the stupidest things. And man, we're on the verge of the rapture of the church of Jesus Christ. We're out of here. We're out of here. If you're not saved, you ain't going. You got to get born again. If I didn't know that I know, I'd get. I'd know today. I wouldn't walk out that door lost. I wouldn't walk out that door if I had doubt. I'd get it. I'd get it right. I'm not finished with the message, but my time is up. I remember my dear aunt Dorothy got saved. Got saved. She was. She was wicked. Oh, she was wicked. And after she got saved, she said, tell me, tell me about heaven. Tell me about heaven. Tell me about heaven. Tell me about heaven. My Aunt Dorothy got saved, and she, used to, she, would, drink, she would drink a bottle of Jack Daniels like water. But after she got saved, she got learning her Bible. She got reading about she's going to get judged one day. And all of a sudden, she got rid of all the booze out of her house, got rid of all the pornography magazines out of her house. Amen. Amen. Took it out like Josiah, cleaned up the land. Now, don't tell, clean up your mind, clean up your house. And she got all of her kids to look, we're not living that way no more. She pulled a shotgun on my brother's face and, and who ran gangs in the church. She said, John, get out of here. I'll blow your head off. And she pulled the trigger. He wouldn't get out. And it was a dud on the 410. Mountain people in Pennsylvania. And she got saved. She called all the kids in the, in the hospital room. Her son told me. said, my nephew John preached to me for 30 years by getting saved. I wasted and I ended my life. I finally trusted Christ. And people have been coming here telling me about heaven, telling me about eternal security, and about I've got forgiveness of sins by Christ. I've lived a foolish life. That was my Aunt Dorothy. And the girls walked in, and they were cussing about something, and she said, hey, hey, we don't cuss no more around me. And this is what she said. I'm different. I'm different. Woo! It's different now since Jesus saved my soul. It's different now since by his blood I'm whole. Oh, Satan had to flee when Jesus rescued me. Oh, it's different. Oh, it's different now. Who did hinder you? You did run well. You did a good job. But who stopped you? That you should not obey the truth. Let's bow our heads. Pastor.